It's outside the box, hoping to sound responsible and not uncouth. Yeah. Today's topic is uncivilized. It's a not long in the not long ago outside the box. I talked about our perilous overuse of resources and how maybe we should go back to being a hunter-gatherer society. It doesn't seem realistic to do that, but it got me thinking. Well, if we'd never stopped being hunter-gatherers, maybe we wouldn't be in the pickle we're in now. Humans have done hunting and gathering, or foraging, for hundreds of thousands of years. They began agriculture only about 12,000 years ago. Was this a step up, where we became more civilized in advance? Was it human evolution? Mm, not necessarily. In fact, given the potential collapse of our environment, it might have been our biggest mistake. Even at the time, the decision was questionable. Humans had always lived in, or moved to, locations with many game animals and rich soil that supported a diversity of edible plants. Hunter-gatherers were nomadic, traveling to where the food was plentiful. The diet was varied and healthy, primarily meat, fish, or nuts for protein, and lots of vegetation. They didn't have to depend on one main crop or food source. Their communities were egalitarian and small. Everyone had to work together as a community to provide food for all. Hunter-gatherers had more leisure time than modern humans, and their health was better because of much physical activity. Indigenous people in North America successfully practiced hunting and gathering for thousands of years. But the weather got a little colder around 12,000 years ago. The supply of animals was reduced as human populations expanded. According to anthropologist James Scott, people began growing grain and domesticating animals as a backup, just in case, food source, knowing that agriculture was more weather-dependent and less reliable. It also entailed more work, about twice as much every day, compared to hunter-gatherers. Domestication of animals required more time, too. The land had to be altered to maximize fertility, and people had to settle near water resources in cities and permanent villages. City dwellers had a relatively poor diet, because grains were not adequate as a dietary staple. They traded for some protein, but these villagers were less healthy and virile. Living close together, they were more susceptible to disease. Labor was harsh, so some cities created armies to conquer other populations and bring back slaves to do the hard physical work of farming. Political states were formed to oversee the soldiers and trading centers and collect taxes to pay for armies and government. Communities became class-based, rulers and their helpers, soldiers, farmers, artisans, and lots of slaves. Military defeats destroyed some villages and turned others into slave colonies. Epidemics of disease wiped out many states and sent survivors back to hunting and gathering, if the food supply permitted it. Cities, depending on nearby agriculture and domesticated animals for food, did initiate writing. They produced some good thinkers and rulers, 
like Confucius, Cleopatra, and Aristotle. They created some of the systems that facilitated trade on a large scale, even beyond continents. The move to agriculture in city-states was not all bad. We think of agriculture and domestication of animals as a step toward becoming more civilized. But given the downsides of these methods, maybe we should have stuck to hunting and foraging. Think about it. I guess it is too late to go back to hunting and gathering, given the explosion in human populations. Unless, that is, our environment really does collapse and we revert to one of those sci-fi disaster movies where only a few humans survive. Maybe our march, march toward becoming more civilized has been more myth than reality. What do you think of hunter-gatherer societies? Would that appeal to you? I'm Larry Danzinger, not a hunter but enjoying the wild berries I've been gathering.